We are taking a break from the 80s to bring you a big special team up. We got Daredevil. We got Luke Cage. We got Jessica Jones. And we got the Iron Fist. All together in one collaboration. Too big for the 80s to hold back. So we got to talk about it right here. The Defenders in the middle of August 80s. It's coming right here on a very special out of nowhere edition of the review review. Um, I have no intro for this one. <laughs> Welcome to the review review, a show where two small town dudes give you our big dumb opinions. This day about the Defenders. Yeah. More on that as that develops. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Troy to the Max Extreme. I'm the immortal JT3K. Oh my word. Today we are going over the Defenders Marvels and Netflix. The Defenders hit the world by storm this last weekend. What do we think? A storm came through. Was it a was it a hurricane? Or was it a drizzle? Well, you know, we'll see. We will let you know live, live, <laughs> live from <laughs> New well, York. Not live, yeah. <laughs> it's Saturday night <laughs> musical guest. <laughs> uh, before we get into all that stuff, we of course go into the news of the week. Drop a JT. Oh, Do you happen to go see the uh, total solar eclipse? Uh, yeah, saw a little bit of it. Did you now? Yeah. Now, did you look directly at it? <laughs> exactly, I did. Our president did. He's our leader. So I figured I'd take... <laughs> I let him take the lead on that one. Well, not only did he look at the eclipse, but many people looked at the solar eclipse. So much so that Netflix, get this, claims a 10% loss in traffic... <laughs> <laughs> Due to the solar eclipse. Man, that's some bullshit. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I thought that news was too stupid to pass up. My god. There you go. They had to they had to claim ten percent loss in traffic for like the ten minutes <laughs> that the eclipse was happening. Get a life, Netflix. Oh my god. Come on. The eclipse was pretty cool, though. Did you get those cool glasses so you could actually see the eclipse? Yeah. Uh, I saw, when I was like going through my phone the other day, there was like an app you could download on your phone oh, really? to look at. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I know. Well, I didn't weird. buy the glasses, so I don't care. <laughs> I thought my sunglasses would be enough. Everyone no. said they wouldn't be, and I'm like, whatever. <laughs> so I looked up. Oh, real bright still. I saw somebody used a welding mask to look at it. Yeah, I saw other people do that too. It was cool though. I liked it. Even though we only got a 90% coverage up to where we are. My boss went to, um, shit, where was it? In Illinois. Some, there's some town in Illinois where they got like 100% coverage. Super south. Yeah. We're like pinpointing uh, where we live. Somethingville. By giving all these directions. It's like Somethingville. I can't remember what it was. But I guess like in seven years, 
they're going to get 100% again, but it's going to be in the opposite direction. Like, they're, like, the epicenter of, like, where the eclipse is going. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, my. It's, like, in seven years, they're going to get the exact same thing again, but it's going to be coming, like, from Mexico on, like, through their town. Oh. I'm into that. Yeah. It's weird. Supposedly, in seven years, it's going to be even better, because the moon will be closer to the Earth. Shit. So it'll blot out more. It'll blot out the sun. <laughs> 300. Totally still relevant. Yep. <laughs> uh, speaking of Netflix, going blind in here thinking I had more Netflix news. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I don't think I do this time. I do. Oh, David Letterman is getting his own show on Netflix. Oh, we brought it up a few weeks shit. ago. Uh, the retired, set, uh, not Saturday Night Live host, the... Uh, late night show host yeah, uh, is coming back to do a six episode uh, stint on Netflix. I don't know what the whole thing is about. Not sure if I even read it before. I'm totally forgotten. Regardless, he's getting a pretty, pretty big paycheck. Jesus Christ, Netflix. Netflix throwing out fliff like they <laughs> don't know what to do fliff. with it. <laughs> David Letterman for six episodes, is getting paid $12 million. Jesus Christ, it's $2 million. An ep. Jesus. Yeah. Listen. <laughs> I, I know Netflix. We brought it up like a few weeks ago. They're spending money to make money. I feel like this is a the wrong of, direction. Yeah. What are they doing with him? Just, is it just going to talk to know. people? With his I, big pretty, shaggy beard. I'm pretty sure it's an interview type show, but I don't know. Maybe. How do you like my beard? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Paul. I, hey, Paul. <laughs> you like my beard? <laughs> now, I never watched David Letterman before. I never. I think I, I liked Leno better. Yeah, I was dumb and watched Leno, too. And now, as I'm older and I see, like, comedians say like letterman was the place to be and seeing more clips of that show i'm like that was way funnier than Leno. oh yeah and i'm like what the fuck am i doing with my life mm -hmm. idiot kids fucked that's up. what we were man idiot kids we latched on those headlines those headlines got us that's right fucking headlines jaywalking oh, god i hated jaywalking <laughs> bullshit you love jaywalking <laughs> i know it uh Speaking of people getting paid, JT, guess who is now the highest paid actor? Uh, Mark Wahlberg. He is at $68 million he's already acquired oh, shit. in 2017. Overtaking Dwayne The Rock Johnson. They're going to get into a fist actor. fight. Watch out. Them guns will be flying. Yeah. The Rock would smash him. <laughs> You'd eat him for protein. <laughs> now, Mark Wahlberg is a big dude. Yeah. Because, okay, the only reason I bring this up, because I watched Daddy's Home, the one yeah. where, like, Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. And then, at the end, John Cena walks in as another boyfriend, and he is just a brick shit house compared oh, to yeah. Mark Wahlberg. For sure. And I guarantee you The Rock is even bigger than John Cena. I don't know. I don't think so. Really? The Rock seems to be thickened out, I think. Maybe just because he's standing next to smaller people instead of other wrestlers. 
Yeah. But he seems to be get. He's like. I seem to remember from like the WrestleMania matches. I think John Cena being a little bigger. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh man. Don't quote me on that. Don't hold me to it. I'm just saying. I think he was bigger. This just in. Quote. JT no! says. <laughs> the Rock is smaller than John Cena. Oh no. My credibility has been tarnished. That's right. Speaking of wrestling, JT, SummerSlam and TakeOver was this last weekend. Yes. Did you partake in that wrestling I watched event? SummerSlam. I, did, I have yet to watch TakeOver. The takeover, TakeOver was great. Yeah. I need to great. watch Great. Okay. I need to watch The it. main wasn't my favorite. Yeah, I heard the main was a little lackluster. It was. Uh, but everything else, my God, okay. JT. Okay. My God. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll watch it. And you know what? He, and SummerSlam, I thought it was okay. Yeah, I didn't think it was like too terribly great. Nah, I thought the pre-show matches were actually really good. Okay, I, I didn't get around to them. He, the only bad part about SummerSlam, and like, it's like four hours long, oh, and I the know. pre-show is two hours long. Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> it's nuts, and I had it on the whole time. Because oh, I was just yeah. doing laundry and yeah. doing whatever. And I would just... Like, the pre-show matches are great. They, like... I think they overshadowed some of the, like, main event matches. Oh, I'm sure. Card. Yeah. But, uh... Oh, that John Cena-Baron Corbin match was fucking awful. <sighs> Boring as fuck. There were some... I don't even remember some matches. Baron Corbin is gross. He's so bad. <laughs> See, I started to like him for a little bit. And now I just, like, now, now I just can't really stand him. Ugh. I don't know, man. He's literally been in, like, it took him, like, four years to get to the main roster. Yeah. And he has not improved. No, he's, he's just a there. big guy. Yeah. That's why he's up there. He's got a sweet finish that he can't do to anybody on the main <laughs> roster. Because <laughs> they're too big. Yeah. I don't know. But he can do that sweet, I got tossed out of the ring and come back in move. He only did that 40 times in the match. Jesus Christ, so much. Anyway, wrestling news, great. <laughs> what are you, um, what did, okay, what did you think of the big main event? Dude, it was crazy. Yeah, I thought it I thought it was one of the best, ma- like, yeah. for big guys that can't, oh, like, yeah. jump and flip around and do all this yeah. shit. I thought it was pretty great. And they're like pushing Braun Strowman so fucking well. Yeah. They made him like he's a fucking beast. Yeah. Cuz I thought like he didn't really do a whole, like he did a lot in the match, yeah. but his skill set is still limited, but what he does with it is good. Which I, I will respect that a lot more than people that can do like a billion fucking moves. Yeah. Like he knows what to do and how to make it look good, and that's that's all you really need. I mean, unless you're Finn Balor and all you do is a drop kick, but <laughs> mighty fine drop kick. Uh, I saw that you saw those tweets that He's I was the demon. <laughs> that I was I was live tweeting SummerSlam at a point, and I was just like, I bet you Finn Balor does 300 drop kicks in this match. Hashtag Coup de Gras a drop kick. <laughs> Uh, regardless of my Finn it's a, Balor, it's a hate. kick where you drop from the sky. So it is. If you would drop kick straight up, that's still called a drop kick. If yeah. you drop kick straight down, apparently it's called a double stomp. <laughs> it's called a coup de gras. <laughs> Regardless, Finn Balor's got a sweet entrance. Otherwise, garbage. Hot take. 
How do you like that? Oh, no. <laughs> How do you like that? Bray Wyatt's got more talent in his dick. Although I think Bray Wyatt's act is starting to get stale a little bit. It is. <laughs> but <laughs> regardless, that's all. I just wanted to have a hot take. I just wanted people come at me on Twitter. That's it. I just want more interaction on Twitter. You're, so... <laughs> You're just <laughs> opening your arms to trolls. <laughs> Uh, big news, JT, on the DC movie front. Oh boy, here we go. Did you, are you kind of sure where I'm going with this? No, I, I don't know. I haven't read up too much on DC news. So, breaking today. Yeah. Apparently there's going to be a Joker origin movie. Oh yeah, I think I heard, I think I heard this. And it's not going to be Jared Leto. <laughs> And, and it'll be a standalone movie, not connected to the rest of the DC movies. <laughs> and apparently being produced by Martin Scorsese. Oh my God. And directed by Todd Phillips. <laughs> what the fuck is happening oh, I love over it. at Warner Brothers? What is going on? They've just given up on everything. I guess. Oh, I, but Jared Leto is still scheduled. And scheduled, I don't know if that means contracted or not, to be in Suicide Squad 2. Yes. Gotham City Sirens. Which is I thought like, that wasn't happening anymore. Apparently it still is. The article yeah. I read today, is it's still on. God damn it. And possibly the Harley Quinn Joker spinoff movie, which <laughs> could, may or may not happen. Don't know. As of, like, this last week, Jared Leto still says, like, he's not sure he's, can, like, confirm for those movies yet. Because I guess he doesn't know anything about them. So I'm like, what are you doing, Warner Brothers? Get your affairs in order. Pandemonium. They're, like, pulling their own shit out of their ass and throwing it against the wall. So I have a few things with this Joker origin movie. First things first, they did it already in Batman 89. <laughs> There's your Joker, Joker origin movie yeah. right there. Secondly, now that we're in a modern comic book aware society, yeah, a lot of people know that Joker, at this point in time, still doesn't have a definitive origin. Yeah. In fact, I like that better. Me too. In fact... Everyone likes it better, except for the producers and executives at Warner Brothers, apparently. You can't make money off of something that doesn't exist. His ambiguity is the best part of a character. Yeah. It's a shame. That was the best part of, uh, of like, the Nolan Dark Knight. Right. Was you because... Had, you had no idea. Yeah. even He's though anarchy. Yeah, even when he brought up how he got his scars, the story was always different. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see how that goes. I am against this as much as I was against Suicide Squad at first. Yeah. But who knows? Maybe they'll put a poppy song in the trailer and I'll just come around to it. Of course. Because I'm such a stupid sucker. Uh, more DC movie news, JT. Matt Reeves, the new director for the Batman standalone film... Also says that his Batman movie will not be part of the DC Connected <laughs> Universe. 
everyone's just <laughs> pulling out. Okay, so I have more news on that. And I'm thinking everyone's just pulling out. And pulling out. They're, and... they're, they've seen how much water has fil- filled the hull of the sinking ship. Ugh. And they are now Abandoning dropping ship. their lifeboat <laughs> into the water and getting as far away from it as possible before it pulls them in. Now, this is just uh, wishful thinking. But maybe Matt Reeves doesn't know what the DCEU really means, and it's all connected. No. Okay, because this... <laughs> you know what? I don't think so either. Because now that I'm thinking about the quote that I read from him... Yeah. And they said, like, the only reason I want to do a Batman movie is if I get to do whatever I want. Yeah. And Warner Brothers was like, okay. <laughs> and so... He could do whatever he wants. The more confusing thing with this is Ben Affleck is still Batman. (laughs) (laughs) For the time being, I guess, until maybe Casey Affleck takes a spot or whatever. Maybe they're like, like, yeah, go ahead and do it. And then they're like crossing their fingers like, don't make it anything that's like way out of the league of how we have him right now. Don't go Jared Leto Leto on us so we have to just cut it all out. Yeah. But yeah, so... He says it's outside of the connected universe, uh, which will, if that is true, and yeah. the movie is made that way, will completely confuse fans, because they're like, why didn't just Superman come in and help him? Yeah. Why is, why didn't, I just saw Justice League so yeah, so with my grandson. Yeah, so he's the guy <laughs> who, who beat up the big CG blob. <laughs> With, with the now, Superman. This Batman, why doesn't he have that? He's got so many friends. He could just ask for help. What about that quick little fella? I think he's just stubborn. <laughs> why is Adam West not in this movie? Turns out he's dead, lady. No! <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I had to throw on you... Breaking this old woman. <laughs> like Tanya Harding in the parking lot. Yeah. Uh, Instead of breaking her leg, you broke her spirit. <laughs> yeah. uh, more on the Justice League. But no, this is like, I, I have a feeling that okay. like continuity nerds are going to just commit mass suicide. Mm. <laughs> I may be one of them. It, I am a fucking like OCD about that shit. It'll drive oh, me dude. insane. It'll drive me insane. <laughs> I just love it. Cause I could give less of a shit. <laughs> I know. So like just for an example, like in, if I, I'm a comic fan, right? Yeah. And if I know that, like if I <laughs> buy a trade of something and I know the first trade is good and I hear like, two and three are bad and you don't really need to pick them up because they don't really connect to anything. But on the fourth trade, it gets good again. And then it wraps up in five. Yeah. I'll buy all of them (sighs) because even if they don't connect to anything, it'll drive me nuts that I see one, four and five and not one, (laughs) two, three, four, five. It'll like make my vein pop out of my head like that guy in pie. And I'll just like drill it out. (laughs) For anyone that's lis- for everyone that's listening, <laughs> Troy just turned the lights on and off five times. I went to go wash my hands. Uh, Justice League news, JT. Yes. Now, uh, when we uh, were 
reviewing SDCC news. Yeah. It showed a little bit more of Justice League mm-hmm. with a new trailer. Mm-hmm. And people speculated that apparently, uh, not apparently, but possibly, Green Lantern could be in the movie. Yeah. Uh, well, on uh, some, I think IMDb posted the soundtrack titles for their Justice League soundtrack. Mm -hmm. And possibly there is a spoiler in the title of some certain soundtrack uh, that could imply Green Lantern. This track is sung by Imagine Dragons. (laughs) Oh my god. And is called Unite the Seven. Now... We know now that there's a Superman, a Batman, a Flash, a Wonder Woman, a Cyborg, and an Aquaman. That makes six. Yeah. To unite the seven, it could be that Green Lantern. Or it could be uh, Alfred in a mech suit. Very well could be. <laughs> it could mean Just don't depend really on anything. Don't depend on a fucking Green Lantern. I'm not depending on it, JT. In fact... You're kind of depending on it. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm... I'm separated enough from you this. You wouldn't say this news if you weren't kind of depending on. I it. was. I'm saying this news because I was light on news. <laughs> <laughs> As you can tell, I've talked about several bullshit things <laughs> as of right now. So anyway, I don't put any stock in this whatsoever. Um. There's names and of plus it's Imagine Dragons. They're probably so dumb they don't know how to count. That could be very true. Uh, dragons aren't real. I have dummies. to listen to their fucking Believer song again. I'm gonna fucking. It's on the radio so goddamn many times. Uh, Channing Tatum says that 20th Century Fox is completely starting over with Gambit. They're not scrapping it. It's still on the I table, think JT. in order to start over, it means you have to at least do it once. <laughs> or have anything in the yeah. pipeline. Except for Channing Tatum just veining slight interest and in that he would love to be in a Gambit movie. It's like if a, like a super fat person was like, guys, I'm going on a diet again. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, I'm going to lose all my weight again. You never lost it. <laughs> Well, there's that one time I had the flu. <laughs> Lost a good seven pounds. Um, JT, do you see this today? A little video game news thrown in there. Okay. See that there was a download pack for Injustice 2 that'll feature three new characters. What ones? These characters will be Raiden. So okay. a Mortal Kombat character. Another one coming over. Gotcha. Uh, I think they already have Sub-Zero. Yeah, well, Sub-Zero is like a costume you can get with Mr. Freeze or something, wasn't it? Oh, that might be true. Uh, But regardless, uh, Raiden will be a playable character. Yeah. Uh, Black Manta, the main uh, villain to Aquaman. And Hellboy will be joining Injustice 2 for their second downloadable pack. Right on. I am way into Hellboy being in freaking Injustice 2. I'm waiting for Injustice to get down to, like, 20 bucks. I'm waiting for a PS4 to get down to 
20 bucks. <laughs> Apparently until I so buy it. So you're going to get it when you're 60. <laughs> but the trailer is actually really cool because it shows uh, Raiden stepping out of like a cloud or whatever and yeah. shooting lightning yeah. at somebody. And then the camera pans over and it's uh, Black Manta and like some shoulder cannons pop up and he shoots missiles out yeah and one of them sidewinds over to a big red hand that catches it and then hellboy lights a cigar off a missile oh that's fantastic and then throws it behind him and he's like all right let's do this and i'm like holy shit my mind has been blown and my world has been made yeah but what was the music like in it was it good (laughs) you know what i don't even remember that's how good it was jt it was completely musicless it was just angels in a choir in my brain. That's what it was. Uh, what do you think about that? You excited about that? Yeah, um, sure. I'm. You a fan of Hellboy? I I like Hellboy. Got a reboot coming up. Yeah, Spurs I know. We've interest. talked about it on here. Uh, not to brag, my Imperious Rex show that we did about Hellboy with a GHD. Yeah, one of our highest watched vids it's almost up to a thousand views Shit. the other videos not faring so well gotcha <laughs> still like doing it oh yeah catch out for that hickmania part two coming probably this week or whatever all right <laughs> i gotta catch up i've not listened to like the last three episodes you guys have had slacking sorry they're good they're either i forget I want to watch the one you guys did of, like, the one where you, like, the franchise you want turned into movies or TV shows. That one Dave just did by himself. Oh, okay. But, like, okay, here's how this these work. And okay. I'm giving you the inside on how the sausage oh, no. is made here. No. So, like, because our lives are so busy, we'll record, like, five or six in a day. Mm-hmm. And so when he eventually releases some months down the line, because I think he releases them every two weeks. Yeah. I'll forget completely what we have done. <laughs> and so he put one up and I, and I'm like, I don't think we did that one, but I could be very wrong. I'm not even in that one. It was like a wild spur, like wild hair that he did. And he did it by himself oh, or gotcha. whatever. Anyway, it's still good though. Good. Uh, yeah. Or I, there's a, a thing where we get so drunk that I forget what we do. <laughs> Either one of those could be a thing. It's a good show. It's a great show. Dave, Tightens it up pretty well with that editing. <laughs> uh, JT, bad news for you. Oh. Uh, there's a reboot that is not going to be happening now at NBC. So you'll not be finding your Xena reboot. Xena oh, no. the Warrior Princess will not be picked up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Maybe if it was a Xena... Hercules Adventure Hour, maybe that would have been picked up. Yeah. I mean, get Kevin Sorbo back. Yeah. What is he doing? Nothing. Lifetime movies, maybe? (laughs) Good possibility. (laughs) Did you ever watch those when they were on? I watched a few of them. I was a big fan of Hercules. Dude, I remember watching the fuck out of Young Hercules. Young Hercules? Yeah, it was like on Fox Kids or whatever. Fucking weird. But it was like the same... But it was, like, the same people that made Hercules. That sounds just, like, not good. It <laughs> was not bad. I think I v- vaguely remember that, but I don't remember watching that even when I was a kid. I remember watching Hercules. 
I want to say Ryan Gosling was like Young Hercules. He was. Yeah. God damn. Yeah, yeah. Did he have Eolus, his friend? I want to say Eolus was there. <laughs> oh, shit. Great. Hercules. <laughs> Kevin Sorbo. Check it out sometime. Uh, last bit of news that I have, JT. Uh, Movie Pass. We brought it up last week. Yeah. Huge venture uh, going for the movie industry. So I've yet to see if they uh, offer for the two theaters in our, in our town. Well tell you what one of them is going to be definitely trying to snub this in the butt yeah our amc theater oh yeah is around us yeah uh is totally against movie pass at this point yeah and is trying to snub them as hard as they can by not allowing mastercard at their theaters jesus (laughs) and the uh in a few theaters, not allowing e-tickets to be purchased. Oh my god! Yeah, AMC's going insane. Insane. <laughs> now these were, I think, were only in like Philadelphia and Boston. Yeah. So like, blocking Mastercard, whatever. Like, yeah, not really many people have Mastercard. Like everyone has Visa. I mean, I guess I don't know. It's just like second highest one. Regardless, that doesn't matter. But like their move, the Movie Pass debit card is a Mastercard. Oh, gotcha. That's why it's trying to snub it. Gotcha. And then the e-ticket thing, I don't know how that hurts like Movie Pass. Yeah. Whatsoever. Because e-tickets are a pretty big thing nowadays. Right. We do it all the time when yeah. we're trying to like get seats at a premiere or what something like. And that. they're especially easy for around here because people are so terrified of like the fucking the movie kiosk that they're just like. They were legit. We will legit go to movies where there's lines like going out the door, and yeah. no one is at the e-ticket kiosk. <laughs> no one. So we just walk up and buy it, and then walk through. <laughs> yeah. While there's great. still like thirty people waiting in line. Yeah. That's how dumb our town is. It's yeah, super dumb. Uh, but yeah, this. I don't know if they've done it yet. But, like, the blocking of the e-ticket thing, especially if it's, like, in Philadelphia and Boston, it makes people have to come to the theater first to buy... Like, if you want to see a show at 5 and reserve your ticket, you have to come earlier in the day to buy your tickets to physically have them Mm -hmm. and then come to the show at 5. Yeah. So, like... Sure, it's, like, an inconvenience, and that's the way it always used to be before these e-ticket things started. Mm Mm-hmm. But, like, now think of, like, if that goes into effect at AMC theaters, like, big, huge premieres, like Star Wars and stuff. Oh, yeah. And just, like... They're gonna be fucked. They will be fucked. Because there'll be, like, herds of people coming at them all at once, and they'll be like, oh, fuck, I wish we just could, people could order these online. Yeah. (laughs) Because this sucks. Yeah. This sucks. Anyway, AMC, hard snubs at MoviePass. We'll see how it... (laughs) Still plays out in the near future. Because this is very interesting news, JT. Mm-hmm. Interesting news in the movie market. You're on top of it. For now. On top of it. On top of it. There hasn't been a lot of movies coming out lately that I'm, like, clamoring to see in the theater, though. Me neither. I kind of wanted to see Logan Lucky, but, like, I I won't get around to seeing it. Yeah. I think like, the next one I really want to see is It. That's about... Man, I could give a shit about It. <laughs> Give a shit it. Give a shit it. <laughs> but. No, I want to check it out. It looks 
looks creepy. All right. I'm all for creepy. Go for it. It's all up to you. All for that creep factor, bruh. <laughs> uh, while you're loading up the news, JT, sorry to say that I forgot the special beer tonight for your prize. I know. So it's fine. I'm, uh... <clears throat> I've accepted it. <laughs> planning my demise. I've accepted it. Next week, it will be here to round out August 80s. Good. Very good. Good. Very good. Uh, Troy Wonder Woman. Yes. Still in the news. Still raking in the dough. Really? Just hit a milestone. Okay. This past week, Wonder Woman has passed Spider Man as the highest grossing superhero origin movie. Oh, I like how that has to be more of a niche as the sentence goes on. Yes. <laughs> in the U.S. <laughs> okay. All right. So Wonder Woman just raking in 2017. In <laughs> it's the highest grossing Wonder Woman movie of all time. <laughs> it, it is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it totally is. Mm. Um, Troy, big fan of the Jetsons. <laughs> I know where this is going. <laughs> I love the cartoon. Well, then you're going to love the live-action reboot. <laughs> oh, God. That's going to be brought up Come by ABC. Come on. This is not going to go well. <laughs> not going to go well at all. Well, I'm not going to judge until I see how it looks. I'll judge right now. I know what they're trying to do. They're going after a cartoon property that their viewership is still old enough to remember in their youth. And yeah. they think it's going to go well with a live-action remake. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> well, whether you like it or not, Troy, it's going to happen. So. <laughs> is it for sure going to full season? Or is it just a pilot? Uh, I'm guessing it's going to be full season. Uh... Yeah, I think they 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 have it signed on. Or, oh, oh, put a pilot. Oh, thank God! So it's a pilot. Let's see that pilot, babe. <laughs> Let's see that shit pilot. One of the producers is Robert Zemeckis. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care, Robert. You're getting out of touch, bro. Uh, this just came out, like, it's not really news, but it just made me laugh. <laughs> they did an interview with, uh, David Hasselhoff. Um, I don't know really who did it, but, uh, they had, had an interview with David Hasselhoff, and he said he had an idea on how to bring back Knight Rider. Okay. And he said he wanted to make it, like, make it, like, Logan. <laughs> Like, all sad yeah like a sad like <laughs> both him and the car are these broken down god <laughs> damn it shut for up being Hasselhoff. such a cheesy ass show <laughs> to that for the, being so serious <laughs> oh, god. i like read that and oh <laughs> oh my god it's... it could be like logan get the fuck out of here hasselhoff <laughs> Yeah, you want to make like a like a darker Knight Rider. Didn't they already try that? Like they made a TV sh like the TV show sucked. Yeah. 
the the new yeah the new yeah. uh, he's talking about a movie is that what he's trying to talk about yeah Ugh. <laughs> maybe you know what the idea is horrible <laughs> <laughs> but it would work well as like a 15 minute youtube video oh yeah like, that, w- like the power ranger one yeah ha- just hassle off produce it yourself yeah do whatever you want with it put it on youtube you'll probably get Millions of hits. He's he's not against doing YouTube videos. He did that that music video for Guardians of the Galaxy two. Yeah, I ended up watching that too. That was really yeah, good. Good. And he's he has music videos for his own songs on there too. Like that's that's the route it needs to go. Yeah. YouTube video. Do it. That's it. It'll go viral. It'll keep you in the public limelight for a while. I can tell you right now if you did a movie. People will make you a laughing stock more than you already are, you German bastard. <laughs> you let go of the shirt off, though. Hey, you still got that bod. Got that bod. <laughs> uh, Troy, the director of Godzilla vs. Kong, okay. Adam Wingard, All right. said that for this epic battle between these two beasts that you can expect a definitive winner oh my lord one of them is going to come out on top one will be it's not going to be this weird now we have to work together to fight this other shit no there's going to be oh it's going to be a battle straight versus it's going to be a battle and one of them is going to be the winner and the other one's going to be the loser who do you got your money on <sighs> i don't know well, I think I like Godzilla more than Kong, so I'm going to go with Godzilla. Really? I like the movie Godzilla more than the movie Kong. I also like the movie better. Uh, but just for devil's advocate, I'll go with Kong. I personally like King Kong more as a character. Yeah. But I like the Godzilla movie better. <laughs> well, all right. We'll put fancy beer on it then. Fancy beer! <laughs> I'll totally forget about this because I don't even know when this movie is going to happen. But Fair enough. You've got Zilla. I've got Kong. Fair enough. Uh, There's some interesting news that just came out this week Mm -hmm. that I think you'd be interested in too, Troy, because it talks about (laughs) Terminator 2. Okay. One of your favorite movies. Yes. Uh, They revealed who was the original pick to play the T-1000 in Terminator 2. Really? Yeah, it was not supposed to be Robert Patrick. It was actually somebody else. Okay. Uh, it was actually a very famous 80s singer. Blondie? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> but. Is that your pick? That's that no. who you think? Let me get a serious pick. All right. An 80s singer. Huh. Uh. Oh, wait. I might know this. Is it David Bowie? No, it's Billy Idol. Billy Idol. All right. Billy Idol was the original casting choice for T-1000. All right. What went, what went south with that? Um, I think it might have been like tour scheduling conflicts or something. Mm. I can't remember exactly. That would have totally changed. Oh, it got into a motorcycle accident. Oh, really? Yeah, right before they were about to film, so they had to go with Robert Patrick. Oh, man. So it would have been a definite thing. Yeah. 
You know what? Billy Idol like has that kind of like robotic look. He's like very angular in yeah. the face. Yeah, would have been pretty cool. That it would have been. It would have been okay, I think. I can't really tell at all because Terminator Two is so like ingrained in my brain. But uh, yeah, he's. I'd be. Okay. It seems to be okay. Yeah, like he. Yeah, he. He has like that like overcoming presence about him where he. You just. I think you get to pull off that face where you're like, oh shit, I'm. I don't want to fuck with you. <laughs> right. Yeah. But yeah, I think that would have been good. That would have been okay. That would have been okay, I think. <laughs> uh, more Wonder Woman news, Troy. Wonder Woman oh, 2. What? Uh, apparently, because of the very positive feminine message in Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. an actress has come out and said that she is dying to play a role in the sequel. Mm. Who do you think it is? Any actress. Yeah. It's just pick an <laughs> any actress ever. <laughs> well, I'll make it easy for you, Troy. Okay. Gina Davis. I would have never gotten there. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. Gina Davis, huh? Yeah. Crawling out of the woodwork. Crawling out the... <laughs> she was actually in um, The Exorcist. She played Regan. The, the TV show? Yeah, she played Regan in the in the TV show Exorcist. Oh yeah, you're... was she in the pi- yeah she was in the pilot, right? Yeah, yep, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. How about it? Yeah, Do she all... was good in it too. In Wonder Woman, she was good in it too. I liked her. Yeah. Never finished it. <laughs> oh, I know, <laughs> but it's good. It's a good show. Great. Check it out. I won't. Check it out sometime. <laughs> Uh, try Super Troopers, Super Troopers 2, Super Troopers 2, (laughs) speaking of sequels, Super Troopers 2, yes, put out their release date, Mm -hmm. and you better light up for it, (laughs) yeah, I saw that, because it's coming out on 420 next year, yep, appropriate, I guess, appropriate, (laughs) uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, I guess. See what they got going on. Wait to see a trailer with a sweet pop song in it. And I'm gonna... <laughs> Get me amped. But guys, that song. That song. That guys, song did it. you hear the song? It gets you amped. It gets you amped every time. That's all, that's all my news, Troy. Well, Joel. But before we go on. Oh, no. We do have a bit. Oh, God. One bit. I don't know why I'm so surprised you told me about this before. I didn't tell you about this because I made sure that you gave me gave me the theme song. Yes. So let's bow our heads and listen to the Eagles Bits theme song. What the fuck? No, I don't want this. <laughs> People dying, it's the pits. Please stay tuned to Neo's bids. There you go. It's our continuing. It's too long, Neil. <laughs> it's just too long of a theme song. It's longer than our intro theme. It's, too, it's longer than our intro theme. <laughs> this theme is 27 seconds long. Our intro theme is 10 seconds long. There you have it, Neil. <laughs> I mean, we're glad you know how to play the guitar. <laughs> but 
Come on. <laughs> Chop it up, son. Chop it up a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. We'll just have to continually edit it. <laughs> we'll never be happy. Well, yeah, with it. we're just gonna constantly <laughs> bitch about it. <laughs> oh shit! What do we destroy about this person that died? <laughs> uh, Jerry Lewis. Oh yeah. Okay, I did hear about this. Jerry Lewis dying at ninety-one, I believe. Long lifespan he got there, life, Jerry. Long life. Uh, of course, he was the original Nutty Professor. Mm-hmm. Uh, before Eddie Murphy uh, clumped it up. <laughs> and, of course, he was known for all those fucking telethons. Mm-hmm. With Jerry's kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. um... I actually don't know a whole lot about Jerry Lewis. I know those things, but... Yeah, he was really big in, like, a USO and stuff, too, wasn't he? Or, no, that was Bob Hope. Yeah. Never mind. Jerry Lewis didn't give a shit about the souls. No, I'm kidding. I don't know. <laughs> but, um... No. Yeah, he, uh... I always heard about this fucking project that he did was that was insane, that never got released, where he... Uh... It was this movie called, like, uh, The Day the Clown Cried, where, like, he plays, yeah, like, uh... This. He plays, like, a guy who was in Nazi-occupied Germany, and he goes to, like, a concentration camp, and then, uh, to, like, make all of the, all the kids feel better, he was a clown, like, he acted like a clown. Yeah. So then the German officers made him lead the kids to the fucking ovens. God damn. (laughs) It's like, Jesus Christ, it's dark as fuck. (laughs) That... Is way depressing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Jerry Lewis, large body of work. Uh, sorry, I don't know too much about. Yeah, you, I don't know a whole lot about him either. But, but um, important figure. Yeah. In the entertainment community. Yeah. For sure. And ninety one. My and God, I think he, man. I think he was one that kind of like perfected like the uh, like the stereotypical like Jewish like oh, hey yeah. pretty lady. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, shrieky, yeah, like annoying voice. That's what. Anytime I always know that he was the hey lady. Guy. <laughs> he was the hey lady. Guy. <laughs> so, hey lady. <laughs> yeah, we we give you our congratulative on a long life. Hey lady. <laughs> so you will be missed, Jerry Lewis. Uh. Moving on, JT, to you know it's done. Oh, this is this is it's done. The trailers of the week <laughs> are upon us. Uh how many did you see, JT? I got two. I got one. Okay. Uh well I'll since we probably both have the one that you're thinking of. Yeah. I'll just give uh my uh first one. Okay. Uh Dane DeHaan. Okay. And Alicia Vikander. Yes. Um, doing a lot of fucking. Okay. <laughs> Have I piqued your interest? <laughs> uh, maybe? Uh, in a movie called Tulip Fever. All right. Where uh, Dane DeHaan plays a young painter. I think mm-hmm. this is like gotta be like in 
19th or 18th century London or something like that. All right. And, like, he's, like, a painter, and he's, like, painting this, the wife of, like, this rich dude played by, um, god damn it, what's his name? The fucking Jew hunter. Uh, uh. I know, it's, like, right on the tip, there's probably so many people yelling at us right now. <laughs> um, Christoph Waltz. There you go. Yeah, so, uh, the, the, the young wife of a aristocrat in London Christoph Waltz, who was played by Alicia Vikander, uh-huh. and they start having an affair, uh-huh. her and Dane DeHaan, uh-huh. and then one of uh, Christoph Waltz's servant girls finds out about their affair, Oh and boy. then they have to uh, kind of uh, work together to try and get away before they are revealed, their affair is revealed. There is a Red Band trailer of Tulip Fever out, and it is... A lot of scenes of them fucking. <laughs> uh, like, this is like a trailer you can jerk off to. Oh, my word, Yeah, it's JT. a lot of them fucking. I'll have to write this down. Watch it later after Chelsea goes to bed. But yeah, Tulip Fever. Tulip Fever. Check it out. It looks my goodness. Uh, a lot of sex in it. A lot of sex. There you go, boys. There you go, boys. <laughs> Get them dicks out. <laughs> uh, the second trailer, JT, I'm assuming yours is the Punisher trailer. Oh, that came out? <laughs> it did. <laughs> uh, to my surprise, it came, I found out a day after like, I got done watching The Defenders. Because apparently it played at the last, yeah. episode, like, the last episode of The Defenders yeah. after the credits. Mm-hmm. So now they're doing that shit on their TV. We gotta stay after all the credits. Pieces of shit. God damn it, Marvel. God damn it. You already ruined movies for me. Yeah. Well, at least you can get up, you can pause it and get up and take a piss. <laughs> As opposed to like fucking like holding your dick sitting in the seat being like, when's this fucking after credits scene gonna show? I mean, I don't wanna move because sometimes they do mid credits. Yeah. God damn it. They might just stop the credits. Mid, there might be a mid mid credits. Like they did it with. Gardens of Galaxy had to play like five different fucking cutaway scenes. Uh, anyway, you can also just watch it on the internet. So that's how I saw this it. This is true, yes. Uh, showed a bunch of intense stuff going on in the Punisher. Like, yeah. I think this Netflix series is going to be the most intense. Oh, dude. It looks. Of all of them. Yeah, it looks awesome. And like all the fucking, like. And like it seems like the main. Villain of it is going to be the military. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea where it's going to go. Because like, isn't it like in Daredevil Season 2, like, wasn't there like a like a cover-up thing? Yeah, like his uh, general or something was covering something up. Yeah. It was like a twist. I can't remember completely what it was, but yeah, mm-hmm. it was some weird cover-up. Yeah, intense. Like, And then it's just like cut with like scenes of him in the army. Scenes of like his family getting gunned down by yeah that one men. yeah that one scene where like like the like the wife is just like looking off in the distance and some dude just like fucking pulls a gun right to the back of her head and you're like Jesus Christ and then that's cut together with freaking uh, Burnthal just smashing concrete with a <laughs> hammer just going all John Wick on his basement floor <laughs> and I'm like Jesus like this show could make me feel like unsettled like it has a very good possibility of but that. i'm i'm all for it yeah me too i love like 
I think the Punisher was my only thing that I liked about Daredevil Season 2. The hand stuff was just... The hand stuff was done well, but I was never a big fan of the hand. Mm, I didn't think it was... Well, compared to, like, the other season... Like, the only other season where the hand is really in is in, like, Iron Fist. Yeah. And I feel like the hand was better done in that than Iron Fist. And in the Defenders. We're well... We're talk about... Right. I, but I don't, I don't want, you don't want to give it away. I didn't want to... Don't give it away. Go too far ahead. But, yeah, the the... That latter half of the season was definitely dragging. The Punisher's part of the season was great. Oh yeah, and I wish it. And would even have like the stuff in that. even the stuff in prison with him and Kingpin, I was kind of digging too. Yeah, me too. Um, so I the only downside I have of this is that it's back to thirteen episodes for the Punisher. Oh, it's gonna be thirteen. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, and I. Once we go farther on and start talking about the Defenders, there's a reason why it was a shortened, like, schedule. Oh, okay. So, well, I'll talk about that later. But, yeah, Punisher looks intense. Like, I'm I'm way into wanting to see how this is going to be. Yeah. Because from what I can tell, it's going to have an all-new supporting cast. Like, Sweet. It's not going to, like, deal with... Yeah, I don't think Rosario Dawson's supposed to be in this at all. No. and Or the other Defender characters either. So nice. We'll see. See where it goes. Uh, but otherwise, Bernthal killing it as a Punisher. Good. Let me tell you something, mine. <laughs> uh, well, that brings us into what we're going to be talking about Speaking tonight. of Marvel Netflix. Yeah, the Defenders are upon us, JT. They're all up They're in us. All up in us <laughs> right now. All of them in us. Inside of us. Uh. Because it's on Netflix, there's not a whole lot of T-stats I can throw at you right now. Gotcha. But uh, it had a very high viewership in its first uh, 48 hours. I'm sure of this. One of the top five uh, highest viewed uh, shows as it debuted. Okay. Uh, Stats are kind of iffy on. I don't have exact numbers or whatever, but it's in the top five. Gotcha. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Has it at a 78%. Gotcha. IMDb has an 8.1 out of 10. Okay. Uh, and IGN has it at a 6.6. Okay. I think that's out of 10. Okay. So. Maybe not as high as what people might think. Maybe. I've heard a lot of, I've heard some pretty glowing praise for it. I've heard some also some, uh, some negatives on it. I've heard both sides. I've heard both sides as well. So. It'll be interesting to see what both of us think yes. going into this. Especially since you're not a huge comic guy, and I am. Yeah. But we've been surprised this year, because the most of the comic book stuff that's come out, I've rated it lower than you have. You have. So, maybe I'm too critical. It's true. Time will tell. <laughs> Time will tell. <laughs> uh, so, JT, what did happen in The Defenders? Well, we catch up with... Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist. Uh, both kind of pursuing their own endeavors. I think Jessica Jones uh, gets led on to a certain case involving some guy that goes missing. <laughs> <clears throat> and uh, I don't know, Daredevil is trying to stay away from a life of crime fighting altogether. Luke Cage is trying to, like, Make sure some dude's not acting dumb mm-hmm. in his uh in his city of Harlem. Mm-hmm. 
and Iron Fist is coming back from Cambodia. Cambodia, because someone told him that the real fight is in New York, mm. and they are all led together in the pursuit of the Hand and some crazy scheme they're up to. <laughs> yes, <laughs> crazy scheme. We'll get into that. <laughs> oh my lord. Uh, so yeah, very good. Very good synopsis, JT. Never cease to amaze. Uh, so, as I mentioned before, the Defenders was only eight episodes. Yeah. And before, uh, this came out, we were way into that eight episodes. Yeah. (laughs) Very much. (laughs) Very much so. God. Uh, and... I found out why it was eight episodes. Um, it's because of scheduling conflicts, actually, okay. with the filming of... Because now that these movies, or these shows are hits, like there's Jessica Jones Season 2, Luke Cage Season 2, those are all coming out. Yeah. And if they went to film an extra few weeks, it would put them in scheduling conflicts with any other projects they're in right now, as well as their sequel seasons. So gotcha. they only had a limited time to film. Yeah. And so that brought it up to the writers and the showrunners of the show is like, can we do this in a shortened schedule? And so they put the challenge on themselves to do it. And they did. So they was like, well, I think we could do it in eight instead of 13 or whatever. Yeah. So that's what it is. Also, there was more people, more money. <laughs> <laughs> more money, more problems. <laughs> so... If you had them for those extra five episodes, yeah. it would have cost them much more. Because there are a, actually a lot of people yeah. in the Defenders. I was surprised how crowbar much... Crowbar in a lot of... Well, Crowbar might be a little bit of a spoiler, but a lot of people are in <laughs> the Defenders. A lot, yeah. A lot of a lot more of the supporting cast is in here than I actually thought. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I knew Claire was going to be in here. Uh, yeah. Rosario Dawson's character. Yep. Um... I wasn't quite sure on, like, who of Iron Fist's show was going to be in here because it wasn't, like, super well-received, but it had uh, Colleen Wing. Yep. It had the one guy that ran the hand. What's his name? Uh, Bakudo. Yeah, Bakudo. Yeah. Which is, like, that might have been a little bit of a spoiler because, like, he dies in Iron Fist. That's true. Fuck it. It doesn't matter. Whatever. Well, it might have been a flashback. At this point, it's not. Fuck it. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. No one watched Iron Fist. They don't even care. <laughs> That's true. Um, but maybe it didn't have that many from Iron Fist, now that I'm thinking. But it had, like... Well, I thought, like... Because I, I also heard somewhere, like, oh, it's kind of a spoiler. But it's like, didn't they do, like, a thing where, like, they go back and his body's gone? I don't remember. I f- tried to blow through Iron Fist because it was just <laughs> making me so mad. <laughs> <laughs> Iron Fist was not good. And on further recollection, it gets worse. Yeah, so it does. It had the it had the possibility of being great. And it wasn't even mediocre. Really? Do you think it had the possibility of being great? Yeah, I do. Like, I have read great Iron Fist <laughs> stories. And 50% of that or more was boardrooms. It was. Boardrooms! Not Kung Fu! What are you doing? Get out of the building. Kick some more people. <laughs> anyway, that's it. Fuck did I put that goddamn 
Are you looking for a bottle, bottle opener, Jay-Z? I don't know. I don't have it. I know. I took it and put it somewhere because I was playing with it. Ah, JT. Uh, go on with your facts. Uh, I don't have any more facts. <laughs> I just have a discussion planned while you're dicking around. I got it. Great. I got it. Crisis averted. Don't lose it. Uh, so anyway, sub-characters. It had uh, Claire's back. Colleen Wing's back. Yes. Uh, Gao is back. Madam Gao. Yes. Uh, uh, it's got Foggy. It's got Karen Page. It's got Misty Knight. It's got... Stick. Stick is back, for Christ's sakes. <laughs> uh, I think there's a few more people, too, that I'm just can't remember. Because there's... Back to oh, the yeah. gills yeah. of people, JT. Anyone who was from like those past seasons of anything Marvel Netflix makes an appearance That's if they're right. still alive. That's true. Uh, it also introduces more characters. Yeah. It's got Sigourney Weaver as Alexandria yeah. in this. Uh, it uh, As another member of the Hand that we have yet to see. Actually, two more members of the Hand uh, that we have yet to see. Yeah. Uh, Murakami, who's... Yeah, the guy that only speaks in Japanese. Yes. And, uh, Sawande. Yeah. Who is, uh, a, like an African member of... Yeah. The... They call the him hat. White Hat in the beginning. Right. And, uh, then we've already ruined that Bakudo is also a member. And they are the five fingers of the hand. Yes. Uh, more on they, them... And we get into more spoilery talk. Gotcha. Um, but, uh, so what, of the four defenders, do you think that uh, they did a good job in their uh, own, uh, their big Avengers-type crossover defenders? Uh, to be honest, the the two that really stuck out to me that I really liked were Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. Yeah? Like, they were the ones that really uh, struck me as, like, Ordinary people being like, this is fucked up. Mm. Like, I, I connected a lot more with them as opposed to uh, Daredevil and Iron Fist, where they were just kind of like, oh, yes, well, this is always, these are things that I've always been accustomed to. Sure. But, no, like, even, like, um, I don't know, yeah, it's just like, like, Luke Cage always just feels like, he just feels like a genuinely nice, good person. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, everything that he does is always done, like, because he's just a good fucking guy. Right. <laughs> like, even the beginning, like, he, the reason he gets round, he gets all caught up into this is because the the son of this woman who already lost two other kids is involved in some shady shit, and he wants to make sure that he gets his head on straight before something fucked up happens to him. Mm-hmm. So, like... It's not. It has nothing to do with him personally. It's just he's trying to help this woman, right? Because I think the the sister of the kid that he's trying to help was one of the women that died in uh, Cottonmouth's club. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't catch that, but you could be right. Yeah, because I think like Miss, because like Misty is the one that kind of like clues him in on it, mm. and she's like, like the sister is like this. I think she was like with the informant or something that like died in uh in Luke Cage. I don't know. Maybe. And then there then her other son dies like well she's got one left and he's 
off doing God knows what, so then he goes out and tries to find him. Mm-hmm. That's how Luke Cage gets mixed up in all of this. Mm-hmm. So it's like, out of everybody, like, he's the one that's like, he has no, like, dog in this fight at all. Right. He's just doing it because he wanted to help this kid. Well, same goes with Jessica Jones, too, because, like, yeah. she, at first, doesn't want anything to do with being an investigator for a while after she, like, got done with all that Purple Man shit. Yeah. Like, fuck that. I'm not going back yeah. out there and doing any And I like stuff. that. I like that, too, because there's so much shit in here where, like, she, it's so hard for her to trust people, which is a very, yeah. like, <laughs> you can understand given her situation. Like, <laughs> right. that's one of the things I like the most about this is that, like, there's four different perspectives on how things should be handled, and yeah. you've you've lived everyone's experience, so you can almost kind of see every situation from their point of view, uh-huh. and you can see why they'd be arguing with each other. Yeah. Like, there's, like, a really cool scene between Luke Cage and Iron Fist where they're kind of going back and forth where Iron Fist is like, well, he's doing something bad, so he should be punished. And Luke Cage is like, he's just a fucking dumb kid who's trying to make a living. Oh, uh, yeah. I really like that part, Yeah, actually. That was really and good. And it's like, you can see, because Iron Fist grew up in this fucking... In, uh, privilege. Yeah, Kunlun, where, like, yeah, before he was even in Kunlun, he, like, lived as a rich kid, very privileged, and then all is just jetted to Kunlun, where they have a very black and white view on how the world works. You're either good or you're evil. Yeah. So when he is exposed to this world, if you're doing something bad, you're a bad person. You need to be punished. Mm -hmm. And Luke Cage has always grown up in Harlem where there's been plenty of kids who've been kind of taken advantage of by people that are much smarter and much have a lot more resources than them and lead them into this life. And he knows that in, in the long run, they're good people. They've just been led down this wrong path. Yeah. And they have to hustle. Yeah. <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but like. seeing that conversation play out, it's like, I can see both of your sides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, I, all, I, I wish there was kind of more of those poignant like moments in this. Yeah. And you really only get that from like Luke Cage's perspective. Yeah. Because I feel like everybody else like in The Defenders, like, I mean, Jessica Jones is a hard life. But it's still not the same as, like, Luke Cage yeah. and where he comes from. Yeah, well, Jessica Jones is, though, too, where, like, she, in order to do some of these things, she has to trust these other three people. Right. But, like, given her history, like, she's been living a life where someone's been taking advantage of her for a, a big a portion of, yeah. of her life. So it's hard for her to get those trust issues going. Right. And then with uh, with Daredevil, where uh, all the shit with, like, Elektra showing up, like, mm-hmm. people are just like, why... Just fucking kick her ass. And they're like, you don't like you don't understand our history. Right. And they don't. So it's mm-hmm. like everyone has has these issues going on where you see it from someone some other people's certain perspectives, you can see why they're doing what they're doing. Yeah. I actually really enjoyed Jessica Jones in this because I guess I forgot like how far removed we were from like her first season. Mm-hmm. Like we haven't seen her in the longest time. And so like it was like refreshing to see her again. Yeah. And she's, like, one of the first people you see. Yeah. Even though, like, out of everybody, I think she had, like, the least... She was the most far removed from being involved in the whole Defenders thing. Yeah. Because she could have just, like, not followed up on that and, like, not have been in the Defenders on, like, that first case that's brought Mm -hmm. to her or whatever. Uh, But I really enjoyed her. And she actually had great moments in this um, when they're talking... 
like around all the ridiculous things that are happening. Yeah. She's like one throwing a lampshade on everything. Yeah. Like saying how ridiculous this is. Well, we'll, we'll get into that in spoilers. Okay. Well, For me particular, but um but yeah, like I love Jessica Jones but just because like you almost forget she has powers right. because she rarely uses them. Mm-hmm. Like she doesn't even fucking care about using like her strength or whatever. She's just getting by. Right. I almost like I almost found that like a detriment cuz I like in a big actiony like mashup movie like this, I almost wanted it more of from her. Because you, you do see it not that often until, like, a big yeah. fight scene or whatever. But, like, she has more powers than what you see in this as well. Like, yeah. even in... Not, like, a whole lot. She's, like... Uh, she's got the strength that you can see, but she also mm-hmm. has, like, limited flight capability, which they kind of hint at in Jessica Jones. Well, they do that in this, too. V- barely. Like, when it gets into, like, action scenes... Because I kind of want to jump into that. Um, some better do it right now. But yeah. like, the action I thought in this was actually pretty good. There's a a few scenes where like you can tell they were kind of hide some of it because it was kind of shot in the dark. Yeah, and it was like quick cuts. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes. Yeah, other times it was pretty great. Like the hallway fight scene in episode three mm-hmm. was really good. The ones yeah. you see in the trailer. Yeah, and then the final fight in the last episode was pretty great. Okay. But to differentiate more, like, because I listened to some reviews where they're like, I like how everyone had a different kind of fighting style. And I'm like, there was only really two fighting styles. It was like Daredevil and Iron Fist doing their karate. And then like Jessica Jones and Luke Cage throwing people across the room. Like there wasn't really that big of a difference. And like, while I liked Luke Cage, just like, just absorbing everything that he gets yeah. and just like grabbing a guy by the face and throwing him across the room. I like that. Yeah. I wish, I wish, I wish Jessica Jones took more of an aggressive approach and would just like, once the action starts, she just like, boom, flies in there and just like, just starts whooping ass, just like piss pounding people. Like I would love to have her be more of an aggressor than almost anybody because she have right. so much like pent up, like yeah. anger. I don't know. Given the scenario though, she never really seems angry. She just kind of seems like thrown into the situation. Like a lot yeah, of I get that. Like a like, lot of Jessica Jones in this is is a lot of like her just being like I'm just doing this to like finish my case. And then like a lot of the fight scenes seem like more of annoyance for her as opposed to like a very personal vendetta. Yeah, but I like I guess I took it by like gauging by her personality. She just wanted to be like this is bullshit. And just like jumps in there, ends it right away. And then she can go home and do whatever she wants. That's the way I took it. And then this is just a personal nitpick for me, but like to differentiate like daredevil and iron fist a little bit more. Like I wish, I don't, I don't know. Like maybe daredevil embrace more of his boxing roots with his dad being a boxer and just be more, like, punchy. And then, like, Iron Fist is, like, be more kicky and flippy. Because Iron Fist should be the best martial artist in the world. Oh, yeah. And he's not. <laughs> like, in this, like, there's a few lines that, like, downplay Iron Fist a lot. Yeah. And, like, even Stick calling him a thundering dumbass. <laughs> like, 
And I think they even say, like, he's not even the best Iron Fist there ever has been. Like, he's not the best one. Yeah. And so, like, they keep downplaying him a lot. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, what are you doing? Like, he's fucking Iron Fist. (laughs) Like, he's supposed to be, like, the defender of Kunlun. And he's just being downplayed so much. Yeah, uh... Do you want me to just give me you like my thoughts on like it as a whole? Yeah, sure. Okay. Well, uh, I like the uh, I like the uh, all of like the interactions between the four of them and like how they brought it all together as in terms of like their seasons and like what they've been through. Mm-hmm. And I also like in the beginning when like before they even met each other, like every scene that they were in felt like a scene from like their season. Yeah, because they'd even break it up with, like, a different color palette. Yeah. And I really like, like that. Like, Jessica Jones's, like, color palette is, like, blue. Like, and then, like, purpley, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then, like, uh, uh, like Luke Cage's is yellow. Yeah. And then, like, uh, Iron Fist is, like, usually green. Uh-huh. And then, like, Daredevil's is, like, I guess red. But, like, it just... I, every time I saw Daredevil's, it always kind of just seemed like this, like, a regular whatever yeah. palette. I liked all that. Beyond that, Troy, I didn't like this. <laughs> Oh, really? <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> I didn't like almost anything else. <laughs> really? Yeah. It was that much of a chore. Oh, fuck. It, there was, like, because from, like, the fight scene in the hallway on episode three, uh-huh. which I liked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up to when they uh, capture Iron Fist, uh-huh. it's tolerable. For me. Okay. After that, nothing? <laughs> does it, like, does it get too ridiculous? It's just, there. it feels so lazy. Because, like, you said the action was good. I did not get any feeling in any of the action. It all felt like martial arts exhibitions. None of them felt like they wanted to kill each other. Yeah. And the fight scene, even the fight scenes didn't even feel, like consistent like there'd be scenes right uh, yeah i there'd agree be scenes with that where four of them are fighting off one of the hand and then there's another scene where one of them is fighting the same person from the hand and they're going they're taking just as much energy <laughs> yeah. and i'm like so make up your fucking mind is this guy all powerful or powerful or just powerful enough to fight one of them right like yeah it is fucking, inconsistent it's super inconsistent and none of the fight scenes like feel i don't get that feeling that it's a life or death scenario. Even the last fight scene, it just felt like guys just fighting each other. Uh-huh. It never felt like these people are out to kill each other to fight for to fight for the the right for New York City to go on. Right. It just felt like cool moves, cool moves, cool moves. Mm-hmm. I never felt any danger for anybody in this. Right. And I by the end, like by the end. In that last fight scene, I agree that, like, I didn't really feel like uh, the hallway scene is a better fight scene, I think, than the yeah, last scene. it's the best one out of all of it. And But, like, after, like, okay, like, the Daredevil fight scene in the first season, the hallway scene, yeah. still is probably one of the best fight scenes in all of this Marvel Netflix stuff, still. Yeah. The stairwell scene is a close second. The Punisher scene is great. All yeah. of the hallways, hallways are not safe. I still, I the, still stand by my favorite fight scene ever is him and Nobu from the first season. That one was really that's good. That's my favorite fight scene. And 
that was like one of the last fight scenes where like you felt stakes. Like yeah, Daredevil could be out of commission after yeah. this fight. Like scene. he, it looks like he was going to die. Yeah. and I wanted, I wanted something like that in this season. Like something where mm-hmm. it felt like somebody is going to get fucked up, and like they could very well die. They could very well something fucked up could happen to yeah. him. And I never felt that. Yeah, there wasn't a huge sense of peril, and I don't know, I, and I don't know who was the showrunners for this, but, like, if... It was the showrunners for Daredevil. Really? Yeah. Because I would feel, like, Daredevil is one of the stronger ones, so I felt, I don't know. I don't know. But, like, this, like, the fight scenes in this, I think, were better filmed, but, like, I would Coming off Iron Fist, they are better. Yeah, I would, (laughs) but I would just put these above Iron Fist. No Iron way. Fist, no Iron way. Fist was... Because Iron Fist was like... I just... I never got that... I want to... I want a fight scene where I can feel that, like, that emotion, like, I'm fighting for my life. And I never felt that in this. Like, I felt in the, like... I don't know. Maybe Iron Fist was a little slower. But Iron Fist weren't even fun to watch. Yeah. Like, the these ones were better to watch. Like, there were ones... Granted, like, I can feel like... There's no stakes to this. I don't feel any drama, There were, but they were more entertaining to watch. There were ones that were fun to watch, but a lot... There's some in here where I, w- I was falling asleep because it was just the same shit over and over again, mm-hmm. and I just couldn't keep up with it. I'm like, give me something different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, and I, with a variety of characters with like different yeah. things they can do, you would think that it could be like that. Yeah. But, but that goes back to what I was saying, like... Either they do karate or they're just a brawler. Like, there's no variety. So, like, yeah, it is kind of boring. Yeah. I can see that. I get your point. Okay. I don't agree with you, though, on your overall... Well, we'll get into synopsis. that in spoilers. Yeah. We should just go into spoilers right <laughs> now. Right. because Spoilers be are plenty, so much, then. So much easier. Um, so, the hand, <laughs> its main goal... <laughs> Was to what get... is it? <laughs> their their main goal is to get eternal life, and to do that, they need dragon bones, which are underneath New York City. That's that's what that was. Yeah. Okay. I didn't fucking know what that fucking was. Yeah. They didn't say a fucking. They they go down to like this corridor, and it looks like you're in the fucking. It looks like you're in like the belly of a snake because it just yeah. It's, it's like, like rib bones around you. Yeah. And so, like... So, wait, so how does that destroy New York? Be, uh, because it's, like, the... F- I guess the dragon tunnel is, like, a foundation of the whole city. Like, I thought that was really far-fetched. Yeah, and especially how they, like, say it's, like, well, every time a city has fallen, it's because of the hand. Right. Like, Chernobyl like- and, uh, Pompeii were the two other... Su- like things they referenced. God. Yeah. <laughs> so there's full length dragons yeah. under these perfect, perfectly placed under these cities. Yeah. Well, I mean, cities perfectly placed over dragons, JT. Get that. Get it straight. The dragon came before the city. So, like, I. <laughs> to me, I thought that was a little. Of a ham-fisted idea. I don't yeah. care that there are dragons in this universe. I don't, yeah. 
but they I, established them because because um, Iron Fist had to plunge his fist into one. Right, and if they come from Kunlun, I'm more than okay with it because it's like a mystical city that sometimes is there and sometimes is not. Yeah. Sure. Great. You know magical kung fu? Maybe there's dragons there. I don't know. Yeah. But it for a, it was really far-fetched to have a whole tunnel system that looked like it was a large dragon like tu- like died there and they burrowed through it like a cave. Yeah. That's massive. Yeah. Like it showed like the like the one uh dragon skeleton that kind of mimics Iron Fist chest tattoo. Yeah. That, I thought that was enough, that right there. But it was... Even that I didn't really get. I was like, so where is he? Is he in... Because they kept talking about Kunlun. We need to go back to Kunlun. Yeah. And then, like, Iron Fist wakes up in, like, this weird tunnel. I'm like, is that Kunlun? I don't yeah, know where that, the fuck you are. That, like, they, they did it like it's this big fucking reveal. Like, look where he is. And I'm like, where is he? <laughs> yeah. Where the fuck is he? <laughs> So, like, he's <laughs> under that financial building where all these fucking tunnels apparently are, and right there where they say there's a blockade, a wall, that only the Iron Fist can open because he is the key, like, a literal key to unlock the door. And I'm like, uh, So, that's... Okay, so, Stick wants to kill Iron Fist to stop this altogether. Yeah. I like kind of how, like, my... I'll take it back. I, I do like Stick in this. He was my, in this show, he was my favorite interpretation of him. Yeah. Because he rode the line, be like, do I trust you? Do I not trust you? Like, better than yeah. before. Because when he showed up before, I'm just like, Stick, you're an asshole. Like, yeah. I, you just fucking make me mad. Like, <laughs> are you good? Like, are you bad? <laughs> are you shooting arrows through children still? Like, what are you doing, Stick? Like, Explain. I don't know. I, I've always, I've always kind of liked Stick because Stick always was like that character where it's like he was willing to do that bad shit for the greater good. Like he always saw himself as that greater good type character. Yeah, but until now, he was so vague on what his real mission was yeah. that I'm just like, I don't know what the fuck you're up to at all. Yeah. So I can't get behind you. I can get behind you zero percent. And, like, even in Daredevil Season 1 where he shows up, like, I'm like, I don't like Stick because it just shows that he's not, like, makes Daredevil less special because there's another blind guy out there doing karate. Yeah. Like, stop doing similarities <laughs> like that. It makes people less special. But as this, as it rolled on, I wish it planted, like, more hints. And maybe they didn't know where they were going from where it started. Because yeah. in this, it fe- yeah, from... In this, it was just like, oh, shit, we should really talk about that big hole from the second season of Daredevil. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, Remember that big fucking pit that had nowhere? <laughs> yeah. Like, Well, we'll just say it's in a big dragon now. <laughs> yeah. God. Uh, let's see. Um, oh, so the hand. The five fingers of the hand. Uh, let's talk about just Sigourney Weaver just in general. Yeah. Um, she didn't need to be in this. She, if it was anybody else, though, I don't think it would have had as much, like, gravitas. I know you didn't like the series. Yeah. But I feel like if it was anybody else, like, not a name, like, I don't think it would have had, like, 
as an importance to it. Even though, like, she's not in the like the whole series. Like, yeah. she dies in episode six, yeah. I think. Yeah. But um, I like Sigourney Weaver in this. Even I... though, like, I wish that was even more developed. Because, yeah. like, it makes references only through documents that she's been around for hundreds of years. If yeah. Not more. What? Just film some flashback scenes. As the series progresses... Fill in yeah. more of those holes to let us know more so we can see actually how powerful the hand is. Yeah. Don't just make them fucking board members of some yeah. conglomerate of what's going on. We saw that Iron Fist as boring as shit. <laughs> yeah, I... Like, just fucking... Because they try and do all this shit where everyone is... She's supposed to be, like, the leader. Yeah. And, like, everyone acts so fucking terrified of her. But she never does... Like that. She never does anything to show that she has any power. It, like, as the show progresses, they're just like, why are we still following her? Right. And I'm like, why'd you follow her to begin with? She's right. not doing shit. I don't see why she's the leader. Yeah. Because, like, so... Everyone else, like, everyone else has, like, something to contribute except her. She just has, like, flowery speech and, like, likes wine with <laughs> a fucking delicate meal or some shit. Right. Other than that, like, even Madame Gao has, like, scenes in here where she's, like, fucking, like, showing that she's powerful in some sense. Right. She does not do anything, and they're just, like, following her hand and foot in the very beginning, and as it goes on, they're just like, yeah, why are we still following her? All right. Like, I was asking you that episode one. See, like, when Madame Gao was introduced in season one of Daredevil, like, she brought a lot of mystery, and she was... Yeah. Like powerful and scary like you didn't want to mess with her yeah and even like an iron fist nothing seemed to get to her like nothing they, they even captured her and she was like oh okay i'm captured then and you're like what fucking gets to you i don't even know and in this she's like almost like fuck uh, like yeah. a pushover episode almost. one she's like a fucking lap dog she's like oh i'm sorry miss but yeah like, i fucking I'm hated like, that oh no, god damn it fuck you now they like, should destroyed all the fucking cool like they tried bringing it back in like the last episode and i'm like too late i because you you fucking made her a bitch like episode yeah, one yeah and now you're trying to like bring it bring back like her mystery and like all of like your fucking and i'm like i you ruined her image of her already like i just don't care anymore it's definitely tarnished like it's a good thing that she's the only i think only member of the hand left yeah so like now she can be full control of it, if they want to do more hand stuff, which I hope they kind of lay I off. I hope they fucking don't. I but, hate like, I don't hand. like, even f uh, from Iron Fist on, like, I don't like the interpretation of the hand, like, Dude. in this. I, my, like, my, what I thought they were going to go with it, I thought, um, Madame Gao was going to be, like, the leader of the hand, from this from, like, Daredevil Season 1 or whatever. Yeah. Like, she would be, like, the leader of the hand, and, like, it would just be red-clad ninjas as fucking, like, just swarming everybody as, like, scary, faceless, yeah. fucking chop-you-up-silent killers. Yeah, like, the way they portrayed him in Daredevil were, like, Matt Murdock couldn't even fucking find out where they were because they were even so silent. Yeah. yeah. I like that interpretation of him, but it slowly devolved into... I don't yeah, even like, know what the fuck! Like, even in this, 
Like, the only way you find out that they're dangerous is because people just keep repeating over and over again, the hand is dangerous. We need to defeat the hand. The hand is dangerous. I'm like, show me something. Show me something that makes them dangerous because I don't fucking know how they're dangerous. All you're saying is they're fucking dangerous. I don't know they're dangerous. I don't like in, like, uh, Iron Fist where they set them up to be, like, a go- like a training camp of goons yeah where they any- introduce a bakudo everyone in every member of the hand in iron fist is a bumbling fucking moron and they don't even fucking try to reestablish them as being as uh even more of a like significant force in this because you never really see what they do right. it's just you, all you see are those is those five members and like a bunch of goons but repeatedly everyone so many fucking times it's just like the hand is so dangerous need to defeat the hand oh my god i've seen what the hand does the hand is so dangerous need to defeat them like stop fucking telling me (laughs) show me show me something that's like holy fuck that's the hand right they never fucking do yeah not in this i cannot and it's just it's frustrating because i'm like i don't fucking care they look like a bunch of fucking idiots even like their whole like their whole uh their whole reason for them like doing what they're doing is to like capture eternal life. Yeah. They handle death so nonchalantly where I'm like, is that your fucking goal then? (laughs) I don't even know what your goal is anymore. Like a member of theirs that they've known their entire lives for thousands of years will die. And they're like, Oh, he's dead. Bullshit. Motherfucker. That means you can die too. Show some fucking, like show like that you're fucking scared or show some fucking emotion. Mm-hmm. No one fucking shows emotion in this. They're just all like, "Well, we must keep going on with our plan if we want to keep eternal life." Mm-hmm. Like, fuck you. <laughs> I don't fucking care anymore because I don't even know what your fucking motivation is anymore. Because apparently it's not eternal life. Because even you don't even give a shit about life. Yeah. Well. I didn't fucking like this show. <laughs> getting heated, JT. Um, did you... So, at the very end of uh, the show, it shows um, Luke Cage and Jessica Jones uh, doing maybe a bit of a rekindling of their yeah. relationship. Um, now, in the books, which I don't know if they're going to go back to, because they've already kind of gone to like uh, Luke and Claire route... Yeah. Do you think that uh, that might be a point of contention in a Luke Cage or a Jessica Jones? I like they did sequel? that. I like that they did that just because like it's a it's a Pam Jim thing. Once they get together, right. it's gonna be like, well, then I don't care. But like, <laughs> well, not like that. I don't care. But it's like the there's the no main, there's the no main, pining yeah, anymore. Right. The, there's the, no chase. The, but yeah, the chase. The chase is the one thing you want the most. But like you can kind of see like that like kind of Jessica Jones like getting back with Luke Cage and seeing how fun it was to be with him to begin with and she's kind of like throwing it out there like hey well if you want to get together and then like Luke Cage kind of like having that contention of like you were fun but I'm with her kind yeah, of thing right so I, I kind of like that yeah um is there any besides like the weird convoluted plot is there any other character moments that you liked uh <sighs> Because there were, like, a few episodes in the middle there where I thought when everyone got together, even when, like, uh, they had um, Iron Fist strapped to a chair and, like, Luke Cage is in the 
room with him, and Stick is, like, over-meditating in the other room. Yeah. I thought all three of those characters had a good, like, kind of back and forth at different times with each other. And I to really be honest, I didn't, I didn't hate what they did with Iron Fist in this, just because how Iron Fist was so bad in the beginning. Right. Like, the way they kind of presented him in this, where he was kind of... But it just doesn't... For the fact that it's doing, they're doing the whole thing where, like, you have to have this very specific set of skills to be Iron Fist. Yeah. And the way that Danny Rand presents himself does not seem like someone that would, who would attain the Iron Fist in general. Right. But, like, playing it off in a scenario where it's like, okay, maybe out of everyone, he was lucky enough to attain the skills of Iron Fist. Like, he strikes me as someone who has these powers, but he is very unqualified for these powers. Yeah, like, that's kind of where my headcanon was for a little bit. Yeah. Like, it kind of, I don't know, it kind of goes against what it is, like, in canon of, like, where the character usually is. Yeah. But, like, if they want to go the route of, like, he got his powers by a fluke. Yeah. Because, like, he accidentally showed up in Kunlun. He wasn't supposed to ever get there. Yeah. Accidentally shows up there. His parents are dead, so now he's raised there. That's all he knows. And he gets his Iron Fist powers by a fluke. Yeah. That explains why when he comes back to New York, granted, he knows Kung Fu and he has Iron Fist powers. But other than yeah. that, he's not really all that good at them. Yeah. That would be an interesting route to take. Yeah. But I don't think they're going that route, really. I felt it more in this season, though, where, like, he... Yeah, like, they kind of brought up, like, he's not yeah. the best one. And yeah. people are constantly talking down to him. Yeah. But you, yeah, and you feel that, and then, like, Luke Cage kind of gets in that scenario where he's like, okay, well, then elaborate on me. Like, he, because he has, he, like, Luke Cage does have, like, that general sympathy towards people. Right. Where, like, he, like, just talking to you, no matter your background, he'll still kind of sympathize with your plight. Right. And, that so, like, that whole scenario with them, I like that. Uh, yeah, me too. I really like that, especially when... He said, like, he starts going on about, like, so I had to plunge my hand into the heart of the dragon, and Luke Cage is like, okay, whatever. Yeah. And then, so then you can see, like, he was too dismissive of him, and he, like, yeah. Iron Fist gets sad <laughs> for a second. Yeah. But Luke, but not, but I like that. Like, I've heard, like, a, like reviews where it's like, oh, my God, they're making Iron Fist like a fucking pussy. But I like that, though, because he's coming from a scenario where, like, if he li- lived in Kunlun and he, like, told this story to someone in Kunlun, they'd be like, oh, my God, tell me more. This is a fucking, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. And now he's, like, in New York City where we're like, all right, Nobody weirdo. Nobody has any idea what you're talking Whatever. about. Whatever. Like, if, it's like if you went to another planet and talked about how you won the gold medal, and they're like, what the fuck's the gold medal in the Olympics? <laughs> Shut the fuck up, you weirdo. <laughs> you weirdo. Yeah, like, this is, like, his most, pro- his most proud accomplishment in his entire life, and everyone's dismissing it like he's a fucking crazy person. Mm-hmm. That would fucking kind of rub you the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I like that. Um, I hope in the future, if I don't know if he's going to get a second season or not, but if he shows up again, I wish he would be a little more jovial because he's like still kind of being serious in this. Yeah. And he, if he have to say one more time, I'm Danny Rand, the Iron Fist, <laughs> I might <laughs> drill that goddamn vein in my forehead. Oh, shit. Like, we get it. Like, somebody needs to be the lighthearted one in the group. And, yeah. like, everybody else is already great, so it needs to be Iron Fist. Yeah. Like, everyone, like, uh, uh, Daredevil has this, like, doubt, and 
all yeah. that stuff with his character. Jessica Jones is like angry and pissed. Luke Cage is helpful, usually good hearted. Yeah. But like still stoic. Yeah. And Iron Fist needs to be like some sort of levity yeah. in the group. I think out of everyone, Luke Cage had the most levity out of everybody just because he would, he was kind of the one that would try to break the ice every once in a while. Yeah. With like a few jokes here and there, but yeah, I can see where you're coming from where yeah. they need like that. They need like that, that member of the group that's like just not as like heroic, like just like a little bit like, Hey guys, I'm Danny Rand. Yeah. <laughs> It's, and for once, it comes somebody can just call him Dan yeah. or Daniel. Every time we call him Danny, I just want to slap him in the face. I know he's supposed to be like the the owning fifty one percent of an <laughs> enormous company, and people are calling him Danny. <laughs> like, like okay, my favorite part, like the kind of part where I'm talking about, is like when they get to that Chinese restaurant, and like. Uh, Iron Fist comes back and he's and they're like bringing out food and all that stuff and like what are you doing? He's like, uh, in order to like stay here, I had to order like four of everything. So yeah. I just gave him my black card and whatever. I thought it was yeah. fine. And, and then I'm like, like Daredevil's like telling him what every dish is as they're coming out yeah. because he can smell them from like the other side of the room. Yeah, and I'm like, this is the kind of like jokiness that yeah. I need from him like yeah. right now. I like that part. And I, yeah, and like he's he's definitely he's a hippie that's given a shit ton of money. He has no idea what to do with it. Yeah, he's like, oh, I just ordered everything. <laughs> And then, like, in that one uh, that one episode where he's just like, oh, I guess I am the CEO of this company. I guess I'll go and try and find them that way. <laughs> yeah. Like, he spent all this time fighting a bunch of people where he was like, oh, well, I guess I can try and find out what they are by being the CEO of a major company. <laughs> right, that does <laughs> yeah. things in yeah. business. You know, like, uh, like, yeah, like a business where you could probably find anything anywhere ever. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, let's see. Were you... Uh, I don't know. By the end of this, I don't know what your feelings were. Probably not positive. But um, <laughs> uh, as the he- main fight was going on, like, oh, approaching, regard, uh, I was almost looking for more people to join the fray at the end. But maybe that'll become in, like, a Defender Season 2. But I was looking at maybe Colleen Wing joining them. And I know they told her to stay back. And she did jump in at one point right but i was like um with the like the i would i'm gonna call them like secondary defenders like uh a misty knight which she finally troy. lost that arm she baby lo- I, the minute she lost it i was like <laughs> troy is cheering i w- i was so pumped she lost that arm <laughs> But I was listening to, like, the Weekly Planet when they were describing this, and they were like, wouldn't that be great if every season that she's in, they tease her losing the arm, and they never do? Like, <laughs> so, I would, I was like, even though I think that would be funny, it would drive me nuts. But she finally lost it. And they even did, like, a thing where it's like, oh, I've, I, uh, I know somebody that is dealing with, like, some sort of like limb therapy or something like Danny's or we like have Colleen like high like, profile connections. Yeah. Or so it's like, like Oh no. So that's how they're going to like reveal her getting her robotic arm now. Right. And I don't even know if it's going to be Tony Stark. I think it's cause I don't know like if they play well with each other, like Netflix TV and the Disney Marvel. I don't know. Like they, in this, they didn't really bring up, they brought up the incident once. Yeah. And they didn't make any other references that I think I caught 
yeah. of the other Marvel stuff going on at all. And when they when they blew up the building, I was like, how the fuck are they going to explain this? And they do that whole thing on like Trisha's show where it's like, oh, they said it was a it was a scheduled demoni- demolition. They forgot to tell people, and I was like, okay, I, I guess they could probably get away with that. Yeah, that's I don't know. I, I felt like, and then it's there's like, so many cop cars out there where it's like, how could you not be yeah, like, yeah. some shit's going down. Yeah, and it filled the hole completely, so now it's all stable. Like yeah. oh, I was God. like, oh God, that God, and then. It's so fu- Ugh, it's so fucking lazy. That I can't. The ending of all that stuff, how it wrapped up, was really lazy. And I was like, that was the most cringeworthy for me, especially when Foggy's like, you're all free. Why? Because you're free. <laughs> I was like, uh, okay. Um, I like Foggy and Karen in this. I thought they were pretty good. For those little as they were in it. They didn't do I'm anything. just going through supporting characters now. No, it... Any, all the supporting characters, except maybe Misty and Colleen maybe did a little bit more, but they don't have to be, they don't even have to be in this. No. Uh, <laughs> you saw a little bit of lawyering from Matt Murdock, a little bit from like episode one. I wish, I mean, there wasn't a lot yeah. of time to do it anyway. Um, You know what? I actually missed seeing Daredevil <laughs> a lot. In uh, just in general, and I loved seeing him in this. I'm yeah. like, I almost want a more Daredevil because, like, even though he's still kind of like a flake <laughs> because he always is in his own series, like not showing up to court and all this other stuff. Like he's doing yeah. that shit to the other defenders, or he's just like, okay, you guys go do that. I'm gonna go do this over yeah. here really quick. <laughs> I don't know. I, like, Jesus, Matt. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't like Daredevil in this too much, to be honest. Oh, really? He just, I don't know. Like, he just, he seemed to bitch about so much stuff. And then, like, the whole shit with Elektra, where I'm like, okay, we get it. She's your ex, whatever. Mm-hmm. But he, he's, he's just so fucking hung up, where I'm just, fucking get over it. You're fucking, <laughs> I, every time, I'm just like, oh, god damn it, this again. It's just. Every there's so many scenes where like he's fighting this like oh okay here's Electra and then he's just like you know who I am you know who I am I'm Matt right yeah and then it's just like all right fucking how many times do we have to watch you like try to convince her that she knows who you are see I thought that was okay I think by the time it was coming to that the show might have been wearing on you a bit God and then at the end where they're just like we're like since we're in spoilers they're not even really doing anything they're just fucking play fighting each other while this fucking building collapses around them. And then like, the, like all of Electra's like Electra's fucking goal this whole time when she fucking killed Alexandria was I want eternal life. And then she's just like, okay, well the building collapsed around me because I found Matt and he's my someone and we're going to die together mm. while they're still fighting each other. Like there could have been something there where like they could have made some meaning out of it. They could have been something where like, Matt just, like, lets her punch him, and it's like, I'm done fighting. Something Mm. where, like, it's, like, something that feels like something, but they're just doing dumb bullshit karate (laughs) exhibition to each other where I'm like, I don't fucking care anymore. Just do something where I feel something. And they're just like, oh, you, you, let's fight more. And they're just, like, fucking doing quips back and forth while this fucking building claps around them. That's like, everything you're doing does not fucking matter because you're both gonna die you you've both accepted you're both gonna die because like you know the building's gonna 
blow up. Mm-hmm. You know you're going to be surrounded in rubble. Mm-hmm. Why are you still doing dumb, shitty fighting? Mm. And I was I I could not get over it. It was so. I wanted something where I I could feel the relationship, but instead they just did dumb, shitty fighting with each other, and they're just like, "Oh, I love you, Matt," and they kissed. And <sighs> see, I don't think it was as bad as what you're going it's off dumb. right now. No, it was okay. It was okay. Um. Except that Daredevil is still alive. <laughs> yeah, I guess he got picked up by some weird nuns. I don't know how they got down in the dragon lair. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how that... I, I don't know how they're going to write themselves I can't out of weird, that I can't wait for the weird, shitty explanation they're going to have for this <laughs> fucking thing. And then at the end, you also see Iron Fist kind of in a costume on top of the rooftops, almost taking place for Daredevil at the very end as well. I don't know. Um, so I'm kind of con- <laughs> kind of curious to see where that goes. Maybe he'll because uh... there's a, actually a storyline in the book JT where Iron Fist dresses up as Daredevil because people don't want to make the connection that Matt Murdock is Daredevil, and so while Matt Murdock's gone, there's still a Daredevil out there, so the connection's broken. You know what I'm saying? Oh, shit. So I think that'd be actually pretty cool if they do that for like an episode right. to show that you know. Maybe there's a... I'm the immortal daredevil. Maybe. <laughs> That's exactly it. <laughs> um, he still says he's Danny Rand when he's in the fucking... <laughs> I'm Danny Rand, the immortal daredevil. <laughs> like, shut the... up! Yeah. You're wearing a costume! <laughs> Aren't you like a billionaire that owns a company? <laughs> Quit saying that you're oh, daredevil. Shit. Oh, shit, I'm wearing the mask. You probably shouldn't even say that you're Iron Fist. For Christ's sake. Uh, um, I don't think I have... Any other things? Like, is there any other, um, like, comic characters that you would like to see in, like, this Marvel Netflix universe that you can think of? I can't think of any. I don't know. I don't know if there's any, like, B or C characters that you'd want to see in, like, this kind of universe. Um, well, there's the Punisher. I'd like to see him mix with the crowd again. Blade, maybe? Oh, yeah. That would be pretty sweet. He's like a B-list character. Um, there, uh, Moon Knight would be a cool one because he's like multiple personalities, and he's kind of like a like a Batman type character, except he's fucking nuts. So that'd be kind of cool. Right on. Uh, what else? <laughs> what else is up over here? On this big ass wall of yours. Uh, Thor. That'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. A um, bunch of street-level people would be pretty nice. It's so hard to, to, like... I don't know who owns what, who's lent out to who at this point anymore. So I'm just like... Whatever. Uh, regardless, yeah. they already have some people anyway. Misty Knight and Colleen Wing are the daughters of the dragon in the comic books. Okay. Um, also, Trish Walker is a character called Hellcat. Which, she is a superhero as well. Um, so maybe they could show up in, uh, like a Heroes for Hire type of thing, where it's like Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and like the couple of, couple of chicks who are looking for some action. Do it. That'd be kind of cool. Um, well anyway, JT, I'm really curious (laughs) what, uh, you're going to grade Defenders. Man, I was, I was thinking about it, and, um, like, I, I like the interactions between the four of them. When they're by their when they're by themselves, and I like how they try to differentiate their different uh, scenes in the very beginning, 
But yeah, there's not a lot I can pull out beyond that where I'm like, uh, it it's a must see. I'm gonna have to, like, that that block I told you about where it's like the the, the fight scene in um episode three up to when Iron Fist gets captured. I would probably give that maybe like a B minus, mm-hmm. but everything else included, I want to give this like maybe a C, like a low C. Yeah. Like I, I was on my phone for a good portion of this entire fucking series. Cause there was just nothing that was really keeping my attention. I was pissed. I, I would be, I could be watching Ozark over this shit. <laughs> Cause it just felt like lazy bull. Like ever since iron fist and even like, even like, uh, Kind of like uh like the last half of Luke Cage. It just felt lazy. Right. Like yeah. everything that Netflix Marvel's been doing just felt so lazy. And like even though they did some cool stuff in here, I still got that lazy feel from it where it was and just I don't, to me I don't think lazy's the word. I think it's just like they have too much time to fill and like you think it'd be like remedied by like a a shorter season. But like the second half of Luke Cage, like when they introduced Diamondback and stuff, like it needed just to be like that half a season with Cottonmouth and like maybe a few episodes, like two more episodes after that to wrap up the whole thing. I wouldn't even say that because the first season of Daredevil really had me almost throughout. Like they they found enough things to introduce where I was still in, interested throughout. And Jessica Jones is still one of my favorite uh, series they've done. Right, but there were a few episodes in there where they start going, like, over that Nuke character with the pills. And there's, like, a three-episode chunk of that that's kind of just wedged in there. For which one? In Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones? Okay. I I don't remember that too much. But, like, the story all throughout still kept me interested. This didn't. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I feel like if they were to have the foundation of a really good story. Even if they did have two or three episodes here and there that were kind of dragging that I was like, okay, whatever, but I'm, I'm still kind of interested. I'd be still on board, but with this, like the story from the start, I could give a shit about because it was so convoluted and so fucking dumb that I was almost completely uninterested. The minute they started introducing it, (laughs) It is so fucking dumb. It's it's out there for sure. It's dumb. I don't <laughs> I don't agree that it's dumb. I think it's a very it's a very far-fetched idea from where it was primarily grounded in realism. Besides the fact that there's like superheroes with superpowers, this even feels more bizarre. And like so it's a reach. And I think that's why it's like there's like a disconnect there where some people are not going to be on board. Whereas like I found it it was like far out there and I was like, okay, if this is where you're going with this, I'm just make it good. And while it didn't nail everything, I was okay. I was entertained with this. So I'm going to give the season a B, like a just a average B overall. I, I rather enjoyed the season. It was much better than Iron Fist. And it, and it made Iron Fist better, in my opinion, in this. It was better than the back half of Luke Cage, in my opinion. 
I don't know if I would agree with you on that, even. <laughs> In my opinion, it was better than the back half of Luke Cage. I would take cheesy-ass fucking Diamondback over some of this convoluted bullshit that I was falling asleep during. No. It's not <laughs> It's not that convoluted, though. I They made it seem like it was this big fucking thing, and then it was just like, dragon fucking... I didn't even know it was a dragon. They were so fucking weird about it where it's like oh look where you are like where are we the only question i never got answered is like what's the black sky that's still like that's another dumb fucking thing it was like some weird nerdy thing someone can fucking jerk off to you're the black sky you're the black sky what is it are you that's still like not even really answered no like why does it have to have a term like is it (laughs) are you just like the the kill are you the hands like, top dog. Is that yeah. what the black sky is? I don't know. I still don't know what the black that's sky why, is. That's why I think it's so fucking lazy. Everything they fucking introduce in this, they don't even bother to fucking explain. It's just like, they're just gonna fucking eat it up because this is Marvel. Like, I don't... Shut up. I don't fucking care. All this hand shit is dumb. Like, everything they introduce, I just could not fucking stand. It's just bullshit on top of bullshit on top of bullshit, and then you're supposed to swallow all of it. I fucking hated it. You fucking hated it, but gave part of it a B. Because there was enough fucking character stuff in that shit where I was enjoying it. Everything they had with the hand, I fucking hated. Yeah, the hand was a little bit overdone. I can agree with that. But overall... I want to give the whole series a B. I enjoyed it probably about as much as the latter half of Daredevil Season 2. And I thought that was... It was like the more of the hand stuff with Elektra and all that stuff. But even they introduced the hand... They they handled the hand a lot better than they did in this. I agree. Yes, I do. But as an enjoyment factor overall, that's where I enjoyed it about as much of. Fair enough. Um... I would say, though, even with it being eight episodes, I think it could have been shorter. They need to make movies. Yes. This could have been done in a two-hour movie. Yeah. Two and a half hours, maybe. It could have It could have been done. They did it in the Avengers. Yeah. Granted, like, they had their own franchise movie to do it, but they had all their own franchise seasons, even giving them more time than the movies even give them. Yeah. So, it can be done. This could have been an action pack, tight, concise movie yeah. on Netflix. Yeah. And that's what they need to start doing for, like, the Defenders and stuff. Yes. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Yeah. I thought about that as soon as it was done. I'm like, this could have been a movie. Yeah. Like, I liked it, and I'm glad it's only, like, eight episodes, but this could have been a movie. There you go. Exactly. There you have it. Uh, Well, JT... <laughs> Other than, uh, I guess, wasting eight hours of your life, what else have you been into? Uh, Maybe six and a half hours I wasted. (laughs) There was some good stuff in there, even though they gave it a C. But uh, no, (laughs) Uh, me and Molly watched The Belko Experiment. Mm -hmm. Uh, I got that on Netflix. I liked it, actually. Which one is that one again? It's the one where like uh, they trap a whole bunch of people in an office building. And then they're like, uh, they say, like, you have to kill a certain amount of people in a certain amount of time or we'll kill, like, double that. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, and, I'm vaguely aware of it, I yeah. think. And I, I liked it. Like, it it definitely, like, uh, plays on your emotion. Like, there's, especially, there's, there's, like, a scene in there where, like, uh, 
they get to this point where it's like they have to kill one more person or like a whole bunch of other people are going to die. And it's like this person who's like pretty much innocent, like has not done anything and he's on the verge of death. And I'm just like, kill him, fucking kill him. You're going to kill so many other people if you don't kill him right now. So it's like, it's almost like a, like a social experiment for the people watching it. Right? Like, fuck. Like, I was like, like <laughs> what did I turn into just now? <laughs> but no, I, I really liked it. And there's a whole lot of, they play a lot with like, like, if you get to a certain point where it's like, okay, I've killed this person. Like what's to keep you from killing a whole bunch of other people because you've already done it like once or twice. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I thought it was pretty interesting. I kind of liked it. All right. Right on. And, um, big heads in it too. Big head. Yeah. Great. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't really see too much, but, uh, too much else, but, uh, me and Molly went with, uh, awesome Strack. To the Madison Pride Parade. Yeah, I saw that. And, uh, dude, we have, you have to go next year. Yeah. She uh, asked me a while ago if I was going to go, and I was like, with an infant, like, I don't know what if I want to, like, be in a parade. Yeah. So I was like, I, I opted out. Yeah. <laughs> that, but, I just don't like going to Madison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was like, it was, like... I heard it was great because I have no. other coworkers that went and they're like, it was fun. And yeah. It's fun as shit. Yeah, it was awesome just because it's like, I've never been part of like a gathering where everyone is happy. Like, everyone is happy. Yeah. Because it's so full of people that are like, feel like they're ridiculed like all the time. Uh-huh. And like, just being in that parade, like, people are just constantly clapping. Like, you feel like you're in this big, like, <laughs> This big like organization where everyone is just like, yes, you're you're marching for me, yes, and you're like, holy shit, like you feel like so fucking like, like you're like making such a difference just by walking, and you're like, oh fuck yeah, I'm, I guess I am pretty cool, <laughs> like, and then like uh, uh, uh awesome Strack uh had like uh, like one of their coworkers who, who was like. Uh, gay was like super into it. Like, mm-hmm. uh, we had like this, like, like, uh, they had like some Nordstrom swag or whatever that they were like giving out. They had like some like rainbows and shit on it. And he was like, just like fucking like, like, do I have anything else? Like, I just I want to give to more people. They're <laughs> like, yeah, here, take this. Like, yes. And he's like going to, like kids. Like, oh, thank you for coming. And you're like, oh my God. Like, this is like, it looks like he was like on Christmas. It was like, <laughs> it, like it, it, I don't know. Like it was, I have never been, like, even, like, just, like, regular parades, like, we go to, like, around here. Like, you see, like, those occasional people where they're, like, it's so hot. Like, is this over yet? Uh-huh. Everyone was, like, so happy to be there. Great. Like, just being in an, in a at a party where everyone is just happy to be there is just worth going. Awesome. Yeah. And there were drag queens. Molly was going insane. I bet. <laughs> there was, like, these four dudes, like, dressed as, like, Victorian women, mm-hmm. like, all in pink. And she was like, I need my picture with them. <laughs> <laughs> so, it was like, we, like, walked up and we, like, awkwardly asked if she could get her picture with them. And they're like, oh, yes, sure, darling. <laughs> but, oh. Weekend dude. made. Yeah. Life oh, made. Oh, God. She was, <laughs> in, she was going insane. But, no, it was, it was hella fun. Awesome. I'll see if I can make it up the next time. Do it to it. Great. 
Um, I started reading. Oh, you brought up actually Ozark. Started yeah. watching uh, the Ozark. Yeah. How far are you into it? Uh, I think two or three episodes. Okay. Um, I'm on the episode. The episode I just finished is the one where the mom drops the bombshell to the kids. Oh, gotcha. I can't remember if it's episode two that or might three. Be, that might be three. Um, anyway, great, great so far. Yes. I really like it. Yes. It's not like a fun watch. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like a heavy, depressing idea, especially mm-hmm. when like Jason Bateman is like contemplating suicide and all that kind of stuff. So it's like. Oh yeah, that worries just like, like Jesus Christ. Like, but even even that he does like almost like kind of like strategically too. Yeah, like everything he does in this is like done strategically. Where it's like, oh yeah. fuck, man, you're like, like it's a guy that's in a really shitty situation, but he's smart. Yeah, yeah, and it is. I mean, it's kind of Breaking Bad, kind of, but it's different. Yeah. 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 It's like so, if like somebody heard about Breaking Bad from a guy who saw it, or it's like so many steps removed from it, and they kind of got the yeah. idea of Breaking Bad. And they're like, "Oh, I can make that." Like the guy doesn't even deal with drugs; it's all money laundering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, uh, which is really cool. Like some of the math stuff that they throw out, though, I'm just like, I don't fucking know what you're talking about. Yeah. Like in the beginning. Well, there's they as they get further into it, you can kind of see how it plays out. Where they're like, "Oh, well." I'm just going to make these innervations, and instead of saying that it costs this, I'm going to say it costs that. And you're like, shit, like the IRS actually believes that? <laughs> like, <laughs> like they're like fucking like, oh yeah, we're buying two by fours for instead of like fucking like like uh, $20 by the foot, we're paying like $100 the foot or whatever. And you're like, Jesus, <laughs> that's a big fucking step. But I guess if they fucking believe it, then they believe it. <laughs> like just the IRS is like looking at these stats and be like, what a fucking idiot. <laughs> Buying it for that much? <laughs> what a noob. <laughs> uh, so I'm looking forward to that. It's uh, I just kind of put it on to force Chelsea to watch it, and she ended up liking it. But then yeah. she's like, can we watch something a little more lighthearted? <laughs> and I was like, sure. And it's been hard to get back right, to it. Fair and enough. I've been on overtime this week, too, so I have fair a enough. very limited time at home. Um, also started reading Justice League The New Frontier. Okay. By Darwin Cook. Yeah. Uh, written and drawn by Darwin Cook. Uh, it came out a while ago, and he has since uh, passed. But uh, it's it's really good. And there's an animated feature of it that's also one of the best ones that they've done. Yeah. And it's like almost a direct adaptation, except the book it like adds more stuff in there, which mm-hmm. I never knew, which I'm getting to. And I'm like, oh, they have this in there and this and this. So it's really good. And it does an amazing job. It sets... It's set in the 50s after World War II. Yeah. And after that, um, and, like, the battle on the other shores, like, the battle comes, like, inward to, like, costume vigilantes and stuff, and they're shunned, and, like, it's illegal to be one then, so they all go away. And then just little bits here and there, like, Superman kind of works for the government, so, like, he's, like, an all-American, like, hero or whatever. Yeah. And then Wonder Woman's still out doing stuff and Batman's still doing stuff in secret. Yeah. But it all goes in like, it adds, it, it it actually is going through history. There's like a Korean War and Kennedy's president and it goes through all these events as like the superheroes were actually appearing 
in the years that they did. And it, oh, and it all works into yeah. an amazing, like kind of light bubbly, like silver agey story. And it's like oh, shit. really fucking good. Like I am blown away that it all just fits in and just like, <laughs> like it knocks in every single hole. And it's like, that was amazingly done. Cool. And like, I'm about 200 pages through it right now, but it's really good. Nice. I would suggest anyone can read it. Like, it's it's great. So it's like it's like Watchmen, but for like actual superheroes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got uh, the origin of Green Lantern. The origin. Well, uh, it's got the Flash in there. It's got why Batman went from a dark and scary like vigilante to having like a kid sidekick in a brighter costume. Oh shit! Because like, there's a real. It's a, like near the beginning, but there's a really cool scene where. There's, like, a cult in this church, and they're, like, trying to burn somebody alive, and they have, like, kids there and stuff. And Batman comes in and, like, kicks the shit out of all these freaking cult members. Yeah. And then goes to save the kid, and the kid cries because he's scared of Batman. (laughs) And so, like, Superman at one point meets Batman in his cave, and, like, he has a Robin now, and he's changed his costume to be a little bit friendlier looking yeah and he's like i just didn't want to scare kids anymore there you go and i'm like that is a fucking brilliant (laughs) simple idea to like why batman would adopt a a sidekick yeah and it's like jesus christ darwin cook you're a genius (laughs) jesus christ (laughs) uh but other than that i haven't been much into anything else either i i've just been burnt out man fair enough (laughs) Uh, well, JT, next week, wrapping up August wrapping 80s. Up August 80s. Brought up last week, I th- believe we yeah, brought it up on the last the show. Before. I can't remember. Me neither. That we are going to round out the month by doing Crocodile Dundee. Yep. To both close out August 80s and give homage to our Aussie listeners. <laughs> That's right. If they like it or not. I don't know if it's offensive to them or I have no idea. They probably fucking hate it. We're going to offend them to the point where they just don't want to listen to us anymore. I would love to know actually what our listeners down under think of Crocodile Dundee. I am very curious to know. So let us know. Let us know. And you can do that at ReviewReviewPod at gmail.com. You can hit us up at ReviewReviewPod on Twitter. Where can they find you, JT? They can find me at Bucky for everyone on Twitter, also Bucky for everyone on Instagram, and hey, why not Snapchat? And they can find me at Troy the Max. I said where you can find us on Twitter already. <laughs> um, if you want, you can hit us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash review review pod. Um, go ahead on comment on iTunes, comment on uh, on uh, any of the feeds, because I think Podbean catches all that shit from anywhere you comment. I'm not Sweet. sure. Regardless, our new hosting site now is Podbean. <laughs> Podbean. So it's uh, reviewreviewpod.podbean.com. If you want to go there, uh, you can do so. Otherwise, it's everywhere. It's on uh, Stitcher. It's on iTunes. While you're there, give it a rate. Give it a comment. That helps people find it, too, if you like the show. Yeah. Um, it's on Google Play. Um, it's everywhere. It's everywhere podcasts are sold. So yes. there you have it. Uh, well, that's the show, JT. It's a good a one. Surprising. Yeah, I was not a fan. <laughs> well, it's too bad. All right.
it's too bad you can't like decent things <laughs> or things that they produce to feed to people that like certain things um so yeah next week crocodile dundee you just want to do the first one yeah okay well you want to do the whole trilogy or whatever the the trilogy no (laughs) i have or as a kid in los angeles (laughs) i have crocodile dundee 2 as well that one's always longer than i remember let's do the first one okay (laughs) crocodile dundee 2 always gets to the point where i'm like they still go to Australia after this. <laughs> and that's still a big point of the movie. So, yeah. Crocodile Dundee 1 sounds great. Oh, I'm excited to watch this again. Because I, I think know. I watched I it not watched that... It, I haven't watched it a long time, in a long time, and I want to watch I it again. I just watched both of them, like, in the last six months, and I'm excited oh, to do it again. Son of a bitch. <laughs> All right. Well, that's the show, JT. Until next time, I've been Troy to the Max Extreme. I'm JT3K. And we are off.